2: now
1: Alex is best known for his reporting and research that has exposed the dangers and agenda of globalism. As the father of five children, Alex is working to defend faith, family, and freedoms from the
4: hostile philosophies and ideas that are contrary to the Bible and the United States Constitution. And now, here is your host, Alex
1: Newman.
5: Welcome, everybody, to the Sentinel Report. It's March 15th. Thank you so much for joining us. We have a very special guest coming up in a moment, going to talk about uh, the slow-creeping of homosexuality and uh, and the different um, ideas on sexuality and gender, not just into our culture, but into the church. Uh, very, very significant issue. I think you're going to be blessed by hearing from him. He comes from the American Family Association, a great organization. So stay tuned for that. We'll start today like we do every day with a Bible verse. This comes out of Proverbs chapter 10, verse 25. The Bible reads, When the whirlwind passes, the wicked are no more but the righteous are secure forever. Praise the Lord, right? Uh, It looks very much like we're going into a whirlwind, but um, yeah, just uh, pay attention to God's word, stay in prayer. Uh, Tough times may come, but God is forever. Uh, All right, folks, also uh, our partners over at My Patriot Supply, we've signed a deal with them because uh, I have been using them for years and it's very obvious to me now, and it should be obvious to you that we're headed into some very turbulent times. Uh, so you go to preparewithsentinel.com, that's dot com. We've got some exclusive offers available there just for viewers of the Sentinel report. And uh, you know what? We, like I've said before, we're already in a food crisis. So it's not that it's coming. It's that it's here. Uh, it may not be in your neighborhood yet, but the whole world is already dealing with food shortages. Even the United Kingdom and parts of Europe are now having to ration fruits and vegetables. And honestly, it's uh, almost certainly going to be getting worse before it gets better. And so that's why, uh, you know, I've been on this for years and I wanted Uh, our viewers to be able to benefit from this as well with actually better deals than I'm able to get but that's only at preparewithsentinel.com you get great deals, huge discounts and if you order the uh, three month uh, emergency food supply kit, uh, I I would recommend at least one for every member of your family, you never know how long things could get crazy not only will you get $200 off, you'll also get $200 worth of free gear that you see on your screen right now you'll get a survival kit, a 4-in-1 LED flashlight, reading lamp, AM, FM, weather radio charged by uh, solar or hand crank you'll get waterproof matches, an emergency blanket, uh, an emergency folding stove, canned heat and cooking fuel, a five-piece stainless steel mess kit, an Alexa Pure G20 water filtration bottle, uh, and much, much more, including some free food, folks. So that's hundreds of dollars in savings, hundreds of dollars in free stuff, but only at preparewithsentinel.com. That's preparewithsentinel.com. Uh, our news segment today, we'll keep it brief because I want to spend as much time as we can with our guest. but uh, scathing ruling out of a federal court now. This comes from Uh, the court in the Northern District of Florida. Uh, They're pretty mad at the Biden regime's Department of Homeland Security and Mr. Mayorkas. uh, The judge has now ordered them to stop illegally releasing hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of illegal immigrants into the United States. Uh, According to the judge, this is a violation of the Administrative Procedure Act. And so basically what the Biden regime is doing Uh, All all these illegal immigrants coming across the border They're saying, oh, you're you're free to go Just, you know, come back to court whenever we say So they're paroling them, it's called Into the country, and uh, according to Federal law, that's illegal Uh, The Department of Homeland Security is violating The mandatory detention that is required In federal immigration law They're claiming that they have prosecutorial Discretion to ignore the law And just release hundreds of thousands, if not Millions of illegal immigrants into our country Which is one of the reasons there's like a giant Magnet causing more and more illegal immigrants to come into this country they know that as soon as they get here the biden regime will release them into the country and then they're free to go with a court rule a hearing maybe three four five years into the future that of course odds are they will never show up to anyway so uh thankfully this judge in florida uh judge t kent Weatherell uh the second uh has ruled that that's gotta stop certainly it'll be appealed by the biden regime but uh, let's see what happens uh, also, folks, uh, a big expose of what was going on at Silicon Valley Bank, published at my website, libertycentral.org, uh, is from a brilliant attorney. Chris Wright, I highly recommend you go check it out. Uh, the title is Silicon Valley Bank, Another Woke Democrat Cesspool. Uh, you will not believe how vile the policies at this bank are. A few days ago, we showed you their chief risk officer was actually not dealing with risk, but was running around promoting LGBT, uh, you know, diversity seminars, promoting lesbianism, uh, bragging about diversity, equity and inclusion. Uh, and of course, all the while, uh, you know, the bank was collapsing. Uh, So, folks, uh, this is a left-wing cesspool. It's a Democrat cesspool. Uh, They were funneling money to Chinese tech startups. Uh, Of course, we know how the Biden regime has been uh, very, very close to a number of senior Chinese officials and, of course, the Chinese government. uh, Almost all their political donations went to Democrats. Uh, You you guys need to see this to believe it. Go read it at LibertySentinel.org. Also, Joe Biden has issued a new executive order on guns that demands massively more background checks. In fact, um, the White House said that this executive order brings the United States as close to universal background checks as possible without additional legislation. And, folks, when they say universal background checks, um, what they're really saying is universal gun registration. What they're really saying is you need to apply to the government for permission to be able to buy or sell a firearm. Uh, what they mean by universal background checks is actually if I want to hand my rifle to my brother to go hunting, if I want to hand my rifle to my son to go hunting – He's got to go through a background check. It's absolutely insane. But of course, they know that they can't track all the firearms unless they can do mandatory universal background check. So that's why the Biden regime is doing this. Uh, there's a whole bunch of other garbage in this, all of it unconstitutional. They call for more surveillance, uh, more anti-gun propaganda targeting the United States, more encouragement across the nation of these red flag laws, which are an unconstitutional atrocity. They basically take your guns and without any kind of due process at all. There's no court hearing. There's no opportunity to present evidence. There's no opportunity to challenge your account- Accuser, it's just about well, somebody said you're dangerous. You know, maybe you're you got in an argument with your neighbor, maybe you got in an argument with your ex-girlfriend. They called the cops. They say, hey, this guy's dangerous. Presto, they'll break in your door and take all your guns away from you, and then you get to prove maybe at some point down the line that you're innocent and that you're not crazy or whatever the case may be. So uh, this is what Joe Biden has been doing. He also inadvertently provided more proof that the children in our government indoctrination centers posing as public schools are not learning anything about the U.S. Constitution or economics or grammar or spelling or even basic reasoning. Uh, he published this supposed letter and who knows if it's even true. They lie about everything. But this letter is from uh, supposedly a girl named Charlotte. And she says, I'm so sad that, that uh, you know, men make more money than women. And so you're the president. Uh, you need to fix this. Uh, of course, um, it's not true that men make more money than women. In fact, quite the contrary. And thankfully, readers added context underneath. And so Joe Biden's lie has been exposed. Uh, Of course, the president has no power to deal with these things. And of course, this is absurd. But um, that's what Joe Biden thought he should be doing yesterday. Now, uh, some good news out of Tennessee. Lawmakers there are considering ending all federal funding of their education system. uh, Led by House Speaker Cameron Sexton, they're proposing the creation of a state task force that would study how the state of Tennessee can wean itself off of federal money so that it can then stop obeying crazy federal mandates and regulations demanding boys in the girls' bathroom and who knows what other craziness. Um, Tennessee receives about $1.8 billion a year from the feds, which is, uh, you know, maybe— 15 percent of their state education budget. And so if they cut that out, um, then they can go back to doing what they want to do rather than what Joe Biden wants them to do. And so a uh, great idea. Uh, many more states should be doing this. In fact, I've talked to lawmakers across the country. It very much looks like cutting the federal cord would actually save states money because uh, if you don't have to obey all the crazy federal mandates, you don't need to spend all that crazy money. Uh, obviously, the left wing liberals who uh, who love Illiterate and ignorant children uh, are crying foul, right? The Senate minority leader, I forget his name, is like uh, Ram Akbari. Uh, He purports to represent a district in Memphis where uh, universal illiteracy is the norm. Violence is out of control. It's one of the most violent places in the world. Uh, You know, poverty is off the charts. And he says, "We need more federal funding." You know, how dare you propose that we stop taking money from the federal government? Yeah, because it's been working so well uh, for all these years. Frankly, you have to hate children to think that this is all okay. Uh, It's really, really sad. Uh, i mentioned a few weeks ago that fox is finally uh, exposing the dumbing down the indoctrination of our children as a threat to our nation our civilization our freedoms our faith very very happy to see that um a friend of mine created just a, a quick little preview i want to share with you and you know what i say better late than never but here's a, a little teaser it's a docu-series and you know as, as much as I'm, I'm not a huge fan of fox they did a really good job with this so check it out Absolutely grotesque and raunchy sex education in the schools in Hungary. They were taking kindergarten kids and exposing them to these raunchy puppet shows. Sounded very much like a Soviet propaganda. The progressive perverse sex education comes to us from the mind of a European communist. So we have a huge amount of evidence showing that American very, very highly educated for the government now, uh, in the interest of the people to take over all these key industries. Move from a mere 10,000 members in 1918 to over 659,000. This spiritual bridge needed to be destroyed. Again, folks, it's very well done. Uh, it's very sad that uh, we're like 80 years late on this, but hey, better late than never, right? And, and it may be too late to save our country. I don't know, but it's not too late to save your children and your grandchildren, folks. So get busy, deal with it. Uh, I mentioned last week, I was going to go preach uh, the four morning services at the biggest church in North Idaho, the Christian Candlelight Fellowship. Wonderful, wonderful church, uh, just amazing people. And so I did that. I preached uh, 30 minutes, four times on what was happening in government schools, what the Bible says on education. Uh, and I told them that, uh, you know, because they were having a, a vote, uh, yesterday on uh, a school bond, the school wanted another twenty-five million dollars, and I told them in my view that was the equivalent of throwing uh, kerosene on a dumpster fire. Uh, thankfully, I just got the news this morning: the bond levy, the twenty-five million additional dollars they wanted to hurt your kids more, went down in flames. So praise the Lord! Thank you for that. If you want to go watch those sermons, I posted them at my website, LibertySentinel.org. You can watch. I posted all four one after another, so choose one. They're all kind of similar, but um, yeah, praise the Lord that uh, good things are happening, and and really more money. More money? I mean, you've got to be kidding me. Don't, don't even get me started. The last thing in the universe that these totalitarians brainwashing our kids need is more money. Okay, The government's own data shows less than a third of the kids can read, write, or do math, and you want to tell me they need more money? Uh, again, don't even get me started. Uh, finally, before we go to our guest, uh, yet another deviant in England has managed to get a Christian in trouble. Uh, Very, very sad what happened here. So this uh, mental patient in a hospital in the UK asked for a chaplain. Uh, The chaplain was brought in and um, the chaplain was asked about his views on homosexuality. Of course, he quoted from the Bible. And so now this chaplain has been fired. This chaplain may be facing legal proceedings against him because he answered the question he was asked in alignment with his faith and with the word of God. Uh, And if you think that's not coming here to America, folks, you are not paying attention. Our next guest is going to talk a little bit about this. So stay tuned. We will be right back after these brief messages from our sponsors who help us pay our bills.
6: Most churches are silent about today's intense culture wars, leaving Christians alone and ill-equipped to stand in the battleground of ideas raging against us. That's why GTI Ministries has created a special bundle of new teaching tools to keep your family, friends, and church from being taken captive by a world at war with our God. We have reformatted our popular You Are What You Think textbook series to synchronize with our Thinking Like a Christian video series, enabling anyone to easily lead others through this life-changing curriculum. Our special bundle also includes new instructor guides for assisting the leader moment by moment, and which also contain discussion questions with answer keys. Go to gtimin.com and click the green banner at the top to receive a special bundle containing all these resources for only $119 for the DVD format or $99 for the streamed or thumb drive style. This series will thoroughly equip you and your family with the truth you need about the battle of ideas being waged against our families and our nation. Go to gtimin.com, click the green banner at the top. You'll be blessed.
3: Looks like you've been sleeping well.
1: Megan, he's back!
3: The MyPillow guy! And you're looking good. He's still feeling good. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, we've got the best pillow ever. MyPillow 2.0! When I invented my pillow had everything you'd ever want in a pillow, well now there's new technology that makes it even better. MyPillow 2.0 has my patented fill combined with a cooling fabric with temperature-regulating thread. MyPillow 2.0 is truly the next generation of MyPillow.
0: The best sleep just got even better. Whether you have a MyPillow or not, you need to get the brand new MyPillow 2.0. Call or go to MyPillow.com now. Use your promo code, and for a limited time when you buy one, you'll get a second one absolutely free
3: you're sleeping even better and cooler too and you're looking good feeling good I knew you would visit mypillow.com
7: are you worried about spike proteins and how they may impact your health are you looking for help the wellness company has an answer in the form of our clean, pure, all natural spike formula developed by experts like Dr. Peter McCullough the wellness company's spike formula includes the incredible Nattokinase, dandelion root, black sativa extract green tea and Irish sea moss. Even better, the spike formula by the wellness company is vegan, gluten-free, and made right here in the US. So you know that you can trust and rely on it if you're concerned about spike proteins. Buying American-made, natural ingredients of this quality separately will cost you over $100. Our spike formula is only
2: Order now.
1: fighterflare.com.
7: Get Spike Formula today by going to TWC.health. Sentinel Report users use the code NEWMAN at checkout for an additional discount. Go to TWC.health, promo code NEWMAN, and get peace of mind if you are concerned about Spike
5: Proteins. Welcome back, everybody. Alex Newman here. Thank you for joining us on The Sentinel Report. Our guest today is M.D. Perkins. He's the author of the new book, Dangerous Affirmation, The Threat of Gay Christianity. Uh, He's got an incredible biography. He was a producer for In His Image, wonderful production, uh, The God Who Speaks. These were presented by American Family Studios. Uh, He's also a research fellow of Church and Culture for the American Family Association, a great pro-family organization that's been on the front lines of our culture war for a long time. Uh, He produced the award-winning documentaries, The God Who Speaks, and in his image, Delighting in God's Plan for Gender and Sexuality. He did a phenomenal job on that. That was in 2020, and uh, his new book is just uh, absolutely huge. MD, welcome to the program. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, You know, we're hearing a lot about how Christians have just had it wrong for for 2,000 years. In fact, we need to report repent yeah, yeah, because um we we haven't been good to uh you know the the homosexual community um oh, hey md did <laughs> hey, you guess my
8: question I'm here. yes sir sorry
5: all right no problem uh so you know we've been told that uh, christians have been wrong for 2,000 years uh you know we're, we're hearing more and more that we need to repent because uh the church has not been as kind and welcoming to homosexuality as it should have been um what do you say
8: Well, I mean, that's, that's kind of a misnomer. You know, the idea that's always thrown out there is that Christians are somehow the bad guys in all of this. When really Christians are trying to hold the line in terms of what the, what does the Bible really say? What is God's word behind it? What, what does God, what is God's intention for mankind? And then presenting that truth to others as, as the infallible and authoritative word of God. So when it comes to, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, Christians can be, selfish and unkind and and present things in a way that isn't always the best. But at the same time, you know, there is that desire, I think, behind most Christian believers to try and be compassionate and understanding and, and just trying to find the best way to understand how do I reach out to somebody while still holding the line in terms of biblical truth? Now, you know, in terms of society, um, any kind of Christian message that says that what you were doing is wrong is going to be seen and perceived and held up as bigoted. And I mean, Christians just can't get away from that. And, and there's no way that you can necessarily change. That perception. So you just kind of have to take your beating with everybody else and just recognize that that they're going to call you a bigot. They're going to call you a homophobe, even though the term homophobia, you know, really doesn't have any substantial meaning. Um, you know, and I talk about that some in my book and the history of that term, but, uh, you know, that's, that's kind of where we are today. And, and there's not really any way for Christians to avoid getting those kinds of accusations, even, even when they're completely false.
5: So how did we get here, MD? How did we, I mean, you know, back in the, the early history of our country, this was not an issue. Uh, I mean, it wasn't even an issue until recent decades. What, what was the process whereby uh, this got not just normalized, but now to the point where it's like a weapon to use against Christians who believe the Bible? What was the historical process that led to this?
8: Yeah, there's a couple of things that work there. So there's... Um there's overall the the trending of society of course uh moving in this direction of course the sexual revolution did tremendous damage in terms of people's uh you know the the natural person's perspective on issues of gender and sexuality and um you know so that's a reflection of changing attitudes and interests but it's also uh, a reflection of targeted activism that happened in a number of secular institutions you know colleges and universities uh particularly you know i talk about this a little bit in the book is the uh the american psychiatric association and when they removed uh homosexuality from being designated as a mental disease or mental disorder um it was That was not the result of new research or a bunch of new scientific findings. That was the result of targeted political activism on the part of LGBT activists at that point in time. And that point in time is specifically the early 1970s coming out of 1969, which is kind of the birth of the big... Um, very vocal gay rights movement in America. And so by 1973, they had been able to remove, uh, homosexuality from being designated as, as a, as a mental illness or mental disorder. And at that point, you know, societal attitudes really began to shift because everybody was looking at science to say, well, what is this? You know, it's funny because the history goes back even further than that into the 19th century. The more progressive attitude was to present homosexuality as a mental uh, disability or disorder rather than something that was a a conscious action that people were going out and engaging in. You know, the difference between sodomy, which is obviously a specific description of an action, whereas homosexuality. Sexuality now becomes this internalized sensibility and attitude and and feeling and using that. I mean, that was that was uh, uh, there was a a. a Lawyer in Prussia in the 19th century that was trying to do that to decriminalize homosexuality from decriminalizing homosexual behavior specifically uh, by arguing that homosexuality was inborn innate immutable you couldn't change it it was just a part of who somebody was and so you just had to have pity and sympathy and all this and then but really it was this political politically minded push to try and move societal attitudes in a different direction so when you when you see the kind of overall trajectory of things over time that i mean that's how we get here and so you know i was speaking mostly about society but also within the church you ha- you've had um churches who are just kind of bombarded with this with this question now for decades i mean the first time that uh that the affirming church idea was even presented in any kind of form would it would have been in the mid-1950s um but uh, by the by, the late '60s, early '70s, you have a number of the mainline denominations starting to argue things like homosexual ordination, way before they even argue whether whether the Bible uh, can can allow for homosexual behavior at all. You know, but th- there was already this push just because people are already in our churches who are this way. You know, and so um, we've lived with this for a long time, and the effects of the sexual revolution are are. Uh, you know, evident across our society and culture and, and Christians are not immune to the influence of that. And so as those things have progressed over time and, and homosexuality has just been normalized, you know, you kind of have this situation where everybody just kind of starts to think, okay, well, maybe we don't have to think the same way we used to think anymore. You know, we can, we can, we're a little more enlightened now. We're a little more, uh, sensitive. So that's, that's kind of how we got here.
5: Uh projecting the lines out and, and looking at the future, um, you know, this has all happened really fast. I mean, sodomy laws weren't struck down by the U.S. Supreme Court until the early 2000s. And I mean, in, in you know, 10 years after that, we had the, the Oberfeld ruling, homosexual marriage. Uh, now we're at the point where, you know, persecution is beginning. Uh, you know, bake the cake or we're going to destroy your business. And in the U.K., we've got uh, pastors being arrested, pastors being um, prosecuted for, for just quoting out of the scriptures. Um, and, and now we even see this movement kind of moving into conservative churches in America with the revoice and stuff. Um, where is all this headed, Andy? Is there like a, a final destination? Because, you know, it used to be like just we don't want to be criminalized for this. And it was you know, now we just want children. Now we just want to read to your children. Now we just don't want you to say anything. Where are we headed if this continues?
8: Yeah, I mean, that was one of the big um I guess weightier points of, of, in writing this book that I was trying to contend with is what is the purpose of all this? I mean, why do you care what the church thinks? If you dismiss the church and you think, well, you guys are just dumb and religious or whatever, like you can reject the religious belief and still live however you want to live. And it would seem to be, you know, fine on their part. But why do you care what Christians think? And that's a good question for Christians to even ask when you're confronted with these kinds of questions is why do you care that you know that I have an opinion on this. You know why do you want it to be in line with your opinion? And I think the end goal of all of this gay Christian movement really in in a bigger sense is to um to create activists and allies within the church. You know that that to basically at the political level that there is a political goal that is behind this whole LGBT movement and even within the church then, if you can get Christians to be bullied into silence, then you kind of remove the threat that they might pose to what you're trying to enact, and if you can win them over, then now you, you feel like this additional sense of credibility whenever you confront a uh, Christian opposition to say, "Well, well, there's Christians over here who have a different vo- point of view than you, and who's to say that you're right and, and, and they're wrong? you know like how can you say that? You know, because everybody has a different interpretation of the Bible and all this kind of stuff. And so, once we've really moved away from the moorings of the the foundational bedrock of the authority of the Scripture, then it just kind of becomes a free for all. And of course, you can talk about uh, the influence of postmodern deconstructionist literary theory and all of this, the the reinterpretation of language and the the restructuring of language and words in order to. Uh, create, uh, you know, certain situations and sensibilities within society and culture at large. I mean, all of that together, I think is, I mean, the end goal is to completely redefine uh, the family to redefine the church, to just create a society in which homosexuality is, is, is as normal as anything else. It's as normal as just you know, uh, you know, going going out to eat on a on a Friday night or something, you know. And to create it to where it has that level of wholesomeness and acceptability, so that you can basically remove the shame from it. I mean, at a at an individual level, I think that's what motivates a lot of people is just the sense of shame that they feel over living in this way and and wanting these things and pursuing these kinds of relationships and so anything that they can do to change the church's uh, opposition to it in order to to lessen that that feeling of shame and guilt that comes along with breaking god's law in that way then i, I think that's that's ultimately that's the individual goal and then more societally speaking it's that kind of political agenda
5: yeah, and so you know, just listening to you, uh, there there are plenty of uh, you know Christians uh, and and gay theology people who would say, well, that's just bigotry, you know, that that's just bigoted. Um, how should uh, Bible believing Christians respond to to this movement? I mean, w- what is the loving and correct and appropriate way to respond to these kinds of attacks, these and this broader movement?
8: Yeah, a lot of what's been handed to Christians is the talking points from gay activists. It says. If you you have to accept me and everything that I do in order to love me. So when you say that you love me, if you don't accept all of this and by all of this, I mean, like what I do, what I want, uh, who I'm with, whatever that looks like, as well as the the social expressions of that in terms of gay marriage and and, um you know, normalization throughout society. If you don't do that, then you don't really love me. And Christians just have to call that a lie on its face. You know, like, I can love you as an individual and be opposed to many of the things that you do and the many of the things that you're pushing for and stand for and still have a personal sense of compassion and care for you as a person. But, um, you know, I, I do have to, as a Christian, oppose a lot of what you're doing at the societal level because it's it's actually ultimately it's bad for you as a person. Like, it's harmful for you for society to normalize homosexuality and homosexual behavior. You know, one of the worst things that ever happened to the LGBT community was in t- 2015 for the o- Obergefell Supreme Court decision to basically normalize gay marriage, because now you have something in law that everybody can look for. When they feel that sense of conviction, they can say, well, you know, a lot of smart people who, who have legal degrees said that this is OK. And so really, it's everyone else who's at fault rather than myself. And so, you know, I love the way the apologist Michael Brown talks about it. He talks about reaching out and resisting. Basically, the idea that with an individual, you reach out with love and compassion and care to try and understand where someone's coming from, to reach out evangelistically and, and share share Christ with them. But at the social level, at the political level, you have to resist the movement with with boldness and with courage because it, it's having devastating inroads and impacts on on people far beyond just um, just the. LGBT LGBT community. I mean, obviously, you know, children in other uh, in school systems are being impacted by this. They're the way that they're thinking about themselves, identity, gender, sexuality, all those things are being shaped and molded uh at very, very early ages. And uh, you know, of course there's there's dangerous aspects to that as well in terms of predatory things too. But anyway, that I think that those are two things that Christians should hold in their head. The the idea that with the individual I'm trying to reach out and compassionately care for you and understand, reach and point you to Christ. And obviously like you speak truth sometimes and that's received as as harsh or whatever you can't always control that but at at the at the larger social level like we have to oppose these things and we have to try and uh, try and impact things within our spheres as best we can yeah
5: uh MD, we're just about out of time uh, the book is dangerous affirmation the threat of gay christianity uh, what's the best place for folks to get that
8: uh, the only place to get it is at dangerousaffirmation.net www.dangerousaffirmation.net go get it there it is not available on amazon so you're not uh, you know funding the amazon machine but go to dangerousaffirmation.net to get a copy of the book
5: dangerousaffirmation.net uh, md perkins american family association thank you so much for joining us thank you for your work
8: thank you alex good to ha- good to be with you YouTube.
5: too alrighty folks we're out of time I want to thank you so much for tuning in sharing some time with us go get the book dangerousaffirmation.net folks this is a really important issue and even if you think it's not affecting you yet uh, it will be uh, I shared the, the news item earlier about what's happening in the United Kingdom this is happening across Europe now where people are actually being persecuted for just merely believing and saying what the Bible teaches um, and, and it's going to get worse here if, uh, if Christians don't find out what's going on. I want to thank you again for tuning in. I'm Alex Newman. This is The Sentinel Report. If you're watching us live, Roger Stone will be up next. If not, stay tuned anyway. Thanks again.